0: If you are getting ready to travel to Europe, hopefully this episode will provide some tips for you to help you plan your next vacation. This is episode 13 of Travel Adventures with Jamie. Welcome back to Travel Adventures with Jamie. I am your host, Jamie Gomez, and today I wanted to discuss some of the things that I did to get ready when my family went to Europe last summer, and hopefully some of these tips will help you as well. When I first started planning the whole trip, one of the things that I started looking up was credit cards. And making sure that my credit card would not charge a foreign transaction fee. We have a couple of different cards that we use, and one of them just happened to be one that didn't charge. I called to confirm that card was going to be fine to use. When I was on the phone with the credit card company, she did tell me that I should download the app just in case the card got stolen. I could quickly, you know, obviously shut down the card, but that my husband's could still work. So if we needed to, you know, cancel one or the other, the other card would still work. I went ahead and did that, got my credit card situation figured out. The next thing that I did was... Um, in the early planning process, was we had several tours booked and I wanted to make sure that I had euros and British pounds and figure out how much I was going to tip each of the guides. So I had to order them from the bank ahead of time. I know there are other ways to get money, but I wanted them ahead of time so that I could put them in envelopes so I knew how much each guide was going to get. When I would get ready for that tour, I would just pull out that envelope for that guide. I took a little bit extra, but not enough. I wish I had brought just a few more euros. Most places did take our credit card, but the one time that we had taken a taxi, we needed a little bit of cash for that. And just, you know, to have on hand, having a little bit more cash probably would have been the best thing. But overall, I was fine. I will say the extra cash that I did have, we went to purchase something and the denomination was a little large. So I probably should have gotten smaller denominations of some of that money to have, you know, instead of having Fifty pounds, maybe you know a bunch of five. So just something to think about if you're bringing it ahead of time. Figure out kind of how much you're going to need for each country that you're going to. Another thing that I had to think about was our phone. Now I told the kids they weren't going to have their phones work. A couple of my kids did bring them. They took pictures, and we had free Wi-Fi on some of the places that we went to. My husband and I needed obviously to have access to our phones. We have our phones through Verizon. They offer an international plan where it was $10 per day. But because we were going to be gone for almost three weeks, it was actually... A better deal for us to do the hundred dollars a month so that's what we ended up doing with Verizon so check with your phone carrier see what options they have for international plans and decide what you're going to need for that another thing is my husband was taking medication with him I did a little bit of research in the countries that we were going to because you don't want to show up with a whole bunch of drugs and some countries don't let you take certain things in I got a letter from his doctor that specified the certain medication that he was going to take take with him. Um, and so I made sure that we had all of that with us as well. So just make sure if you're taking medications or you need syringes or certain things that you don't think about when you're taking those into another country, that could be an issue. You can check the websites of each country that you're going into to see what it is that they allow and what they don't allow, or if you need letters from your doctors. The next thing was in the planning process, I tried to think of certain apps that would help me. We purchased tickets through Trainline, so I wanted to make sure I had the line app downloaded and the Eurostar app and then because I have an iPhone I was able to put um, all of those in your Apple wallet that was easy to get to I also had an app for money exchange so I could put in the denomination of whatever country I was in and it would tell you how much it is in US dollars and you know vice versa so that was something that I used more so when I was in the early planning process of booking this stuff online when it was in you know euros. I wanted to see how much that would be in US dollars. So I did use that quite a bit. I got a translation app that I didn't think worked fantastic, um, but you know it was something that could help. And then obviously having Google Maps. Now, I don't know, my husband and I are going to have a big debate between how he thinks his Android is amazing and the rest of us have Apple products. Sometimes Google Maps on my phone would have an issue. We would walk out of a hotel, and I would say, oh, we need to go left. And then the map is like spinning around. And then I'm thinking, no, 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 we need to go right. And then we'd start going that way. And then it would flip the little arrow and show us that we were going in the wrong direction. So at some point, he just took over with his Android, which did always work when it came to the map. Just making sure you have that, that it works, and maybe more than one Um App that has maps on it. I downloaded the Paris Metro app because sometimes your apps will not work if you are down, you know, underground. I also, if I was on Google Maps and I know it will tell me which stop I needed to get off at and then which way to go, I would take a screenshot of that because when I got underground, those things wouldn't work. And that way I could refer back to it and I knew where to get off. I also did the G7 taxi service in Paris, which is similar to Uber you know, works the same way on your phone, was able to um, have another way to get around. Then another one that I did was the mobile passport control. If you don't have global entry, this is a way that you can, you're supposed to be able to get through customs relatively quickly. You fill out all of your information on this app. It asks you which... airport you're flying into and then once you land you take photos of everybody and and then you're supposed to be able to show it to them when you get there when we landed a bunch of people around me we all were passing our phones around and getting pictures of our whole family and we were landing in LAX when we got over there there was a a sign that said global entry and they were utilizing that but all of us that had the mobile passport control the man said that his machine wasn't working and so we were just going to have to wait in the regular line first of all let me just say LAX is my least favorite airport. And I don't know if they just didn't feel like using it that day. And we came in really late at night. It wasn't a huge line, but that's something to keep in mind. You know, they may not use it or utilize it at the airport at certain times. When my sister flew home, they landed in JFK, she was able to use it and she said it worked wonderfully and they got through the process much quicker. Again, it's called Mobile Passport Control and I'm going to have all of the information in the show notes so you can refer back to it, but that's something that we used um, or tried to use that, you know, we may use again in the future. Then the Uber app. I made sure I had this on my phone. The only thing that I did wrong on this trip was that my Uber app is connected to my credit card. That was not the credit card that I was using on the trip. It was connected to a credit card that does charge you a foreign transaction fee. When I got home, I saw all of these charges and it wasn't much, you know, two or $3 for each of the charges. But then I remembered that, It was because that credit card was not the right one. So even if you think, okay, I'm I'm gonna bring this credit card with me, make sure that in your Apple wallet, whatever credit card is attached to that, or your Uber, that it is the same credit card that also does not charge foreign transaction fees so that you don't get home and see all of these charges on your credit card. All right, so those are some of the things that I used. When it came to packing, there were a few things that we had to think about. One thing I learned is that the UK plugs are not the same as the ones they use in the rest of Europe. I d- didn't realize that those were two different things until I started doing some research. Clearly, I didn't get out of the country much. I needed to have an adapter for the phone. My husband, again, he has an Android, so he ordered an EU travel adapter for the Android just on Amazon it was like 20 bucks it did not have plugs for the UK but in the UK they have you know EU plugs so he was able to use it there I ordered the Apple World Traveler adapter kit it's about $30 and I just ordered it and it came in just a couple of days to my house so that's what I brought with me and that has lots of adapters that you can use so I could use it for my computer my phone the kid's phone we had enough for that I also got the voltage control converters and I ordered these on Amazon. These were about $35. I ordered a couple of them and basically they plug into the, you know, the UK plugs or the EU plug and And then it provides you an outlet that you can have USB cords and plug in your US plug into that. That's supposed to convert it so that you don't blow up buildings. I also bought a flat iron and a hairdryer that was dual voltage so that when I was using that, it hopefully wouldn't get too hot. My main concern was not starting an electrical fire. And that worked fine, actually. I had read horror stories about people bringing, you know, their very expensive Dyson things to do their hair and they would plug it in and then the thing would blow up or melt or whatever. So I bought stuff that wasn't very expensive and I just used that with a converter and I didn't have any issues at all. Another thing that we bought for everyone in our family are the large travel backpacks and I'll put links in there and I will write in the description which ones I thought were better because my husband, son, and I, I really liked ours. The girls, theirs was not as as good as ours. I just didn't feel like it had as much room, but these were great. We could put a lot of things in there, clothes, you could put your shoes in these little special compartments. So those were really great to have. And then compression packing cubes, when we were packing up all of our stuff, I had purchased a crossbody bag through travel on and my husband got a sling bag through the same company and these are anti-theft bags so every time the There's the zipper. At the end of the zipper, there's a little clasp that you can kind of close better than if it was just zipped open and someone can come back and and unzip it. So it it gives you an extra little step that somebody would have to do to get into your stuff. The bag that my husband had, when we were in certain places, he would flip it around and carry it in front of him. My bag is a crossbody and I could always put my hand on it. The straps on them also were made of a material that's a little bit harder for people to cut with a knife. We didn't run into any issues. I can't tell you how well the bags would do if somebody did come. Up to you with the knife and try and cut that off, but I did feel a little bit more secure that my stuff was at least zipped and latched. So those were great. They weren't heavy. They were very easy to use. And then our clothing. One of the things that I was most nervous about is packing. Packing for Europe. What are we supposed to bring? You know, you read all of these articles. They don't wear workout pants. They're a lot more dressy than we are here in the United States. I brought with me, I tried to pack very light. So I brought a couple pairs of pants and a handful of tops that were interchangeable and a couple pairs of shorts, one jean jacket that I could wear with anything, and then some sundresses. So I would just, you know, switch the little outfits around and, and wear, you know, different top with the same pair of pants. So that worked for me. Um, my kids, similar with the girls, we I had a jacket and then I made sure that they both brought a sweater and that they had clothes that would cover their knees. So when we went to certain cathedrals, you had to have your shoulders covered and they didn't want your knees exposed. So I had to make sure everybody, you know, had pants and uh, at least something to cover up your shoulders when we went into certain places. Not all of the cathedrals are as strict, but, um, you know, we wanted to be respectful. One of the the places that we went, our tour guides handed out scarves for anyone that didn't um, bring something. So just something to note if you are going into cathedrals, just make sure that you look up if they have um, a certain you know dress code that they want you to wear. Then I was really concerned about walking what kind of shoes I was going to wear, so I ended up buying just one pair of um, kind of like just a white shoe, so it's just solid white, it was semi-comfortable. I will tell you when I do theme parks all day, I wear flip flops. I don't, I don't need to wear tennis shoes and I don't love wearing a shoe that's enclosed, but I did, I brought one of those. And then I went to a a local shoe store that specializes in walking shoes. I said, I need a shoe for walking. And he said, are you going to Europe? I said, yes, I am. He showed me some, some ones that would work really well. And my husband then went and bought some, a couple pairs of shoes in there as well. I specifically went to a store for walking shoes and the sandals were fine. I also brought my flip-flops though because I still like to wear those. But I only brought those three pairs of shoes. And then for the plane, I brought I bought compression socks because I was very worried about my you know cankles by my legs were gonna get swollen. But we actually were able to you know put our feet out and our legs and move around so that was fine. I think if I was sitting in different seats that probably would have been something I would have needed. Some face masks to keep your face hydrated. The flight from LAX To Amsterdam was a little over 10 hours. So that's a long time. So you definitely get dried out in the plane. So chapstick, a moisturizer for your face, um, headphones, things like that. And then we brought activities that the kids didn't really use on the plane, but they definitely did use them when we were on the train. When I was getting ready to go to Paris specifically... I was reading all kinds of things about, you know, pickpockets and these scams. So I was watching videos on the things that they did to get your attention and some of the scams that they would work in groups. We were only approached one time. There were some people that came up with us with some clipboards. That particular day, we happened to be with our guide who spoke French. So she quickly got them to move away. I didn't notice anything else. Um... On the you know the subway systems, I didn't notice anyone ever approaching anybody. That was one of the reasons, though, that I didn't take the RER to Disneyland Paris because I didn't want to have all of our bags and us kind of being distracted. It was safer for us just to move in an Uber. So I felt like that was a better idea for us. I will say the only time I saw people who, in my opinion, were pickpockets is we were on a tour in London. There was an older couple in our group. And we're crossing the street. And as our group is crossing the street, there's probably, you know, 20 to 30 of us. This couple kind of joins into our group and they start walking in front of me and I'm looking at them. And I knew they were not part of our original group. And they weren't young. They were, I would say, in their 40s. It was a man and a woman. And they start following this older couple that is in our group. And they're looking at each other and they keep looking at them. And so now at this point, I'm watching them to see if I'm going to have to do anything. The older woman had a purse, And it looked like maybe it was open, but when you got closer, it was just her scarf that she had tied and it was closed and she had her hand on it. And they watched her, I would say, for a good two or three minutes to see if that was going to be somebody that they could grab something from. And then they just kind of jetted off and my husband was like I didn't even notice but I caught on to that and that was the only thing that I saw on our entire trip it's good to be aware of the scams that are out there just so you have an idea if somebody comes up to you and offers you a bracelet or you know has asks you if you can sign a petition there are certain things that you will see um in front of the cathedrals, let's see. When we were in Cologne, you see a lot of people out there selling stuff, and you definitely see women that you know are targeting you and looking for you know targets, people that they can go after. So just be on high alert. We never had anybody approach us um, other than those one the one group, but you know just being aware of it so I watched videos just so I would have an idea of what to look for another thing that I watched videos of is the what the train stations look like when you get to these locations I had never been to London I wasn't really sure what it was going to look like and same with Paris I had some clients that had traveled right before I was getting there and they said it you know, when you get off the train or you get out of the um, the airport, you are a little turned around. You you know, you just don't know where things are. Watching videos sometimes of you know, here I'm walking through the airport or I'm walking through the train station. Here's how I get from the train station to where the taxis are might help you a little bit have an idea of where things are and what to look for. I know for Disneyland Paris, I looked at maps just so I would kind of have an idea. You, same thing with some of the cities that you're going to. I mean, I would stared at maps of Paris for. A, quite a long time. Obviously, it's not going to be the same as, you know, when you get there and you're walking around, but it will help you a little bit. So you'll have an idea of where things may be. And then last thing learn the language I know I said this earlier in some of my podcasts but it is a good idea to have some key phrases one of the first phrases that I ever learned in French when I was probably 10 or 11 years old and I was obsessed with Paris is you know do you speak English so knowing how to go up to somebody and asking them in French do you speak English you know hello thank you also in France if you say bonjour and it is like past I think five o'clock they will correct you so it's good evening I had a taxi driver do that to me it was funny so you know good morning hello please thank you just a little bit of that will go a long way hopefully this was helpful for you and gave you some tips on things to think about I will put all of this information in the show notes so that you can see what it was that I purchased the apps that I used and hopefully this will help you feel a little more prepared when you are getting ready to travel all right that is a quick episode but I wanted to put that information out there there please reach out to me on social media if you have any questions about any of this I'd be happy to help you with it I am a travel advisor with fantastical vacations so if you are looking to plan a trip to Europe or somewhere else in the world I would be more than happy to help you you can reach out to me jamie at fantasticalvacations.com, and if you have traveled recently or you are traveling and you would like to come on and tell us about your adventure I would love to hear from you travel adventures with jamie at yahoo.com or you can reach out on social media as well. And I would love to hear about your travels. That is it for today's episode. Until next time, happy traveling.